Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I'm your host, Sky Guasco. You are listening to the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. Please follow us on Instagram at fantasyfootball underscore TCKpod and on Twitter at TCK underscore pod. You can find all of our rankings and multiple articles at TCKpod.com. We've got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. What up, TCK Potters? Happy Saturday coming at you on a weekend episode with my man Chris Benavides of the Commission Fantasy Football Podcast. This is episode 312 or 313 of the TCK Pod, aka Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Sky Guasco. Hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Uh, if you traveled, I hope you did it safely. If you stayed at home, um, I hope you enjoyed that best you can. I know there was a, a lot of Zoom Thanksgivings this year and whatnot, so uh, we're making the most of it and trying to stay uh healthy and grateful so let's bring in chris benavides of the commission ffp my man i am certainly grateful for you and your boys over at the commission we've developed an incredible relationship over the last two years but mainly this season bringing in josh and bringing in alex and, and eric and of course lucas uh and dweez and bobby and we're starting to get a, a pretty sweet team going on here man how are you doing and how was your weekend Yo, what's up, man? Happy post-Thanksgiving. Yeah, of course, uh, you know, very grateful to be on this pod as always and have you on as a guest for the Commission Fantasy Football Podcast. Yeah, dude, it's been good. Weekend's been fine. Um, overall, I think, you know, everyone kind of made their adjustments for Thanksgiving. And, you know, as as did we on the East Coast, you know, we, it was much more of a low-key situation, I'm sure, as more uh, or, or as, you know, as most people have had compared to other years. But, dude, yeah, very excited to, uh, you know, to to enjoy the post-Thanksgiving leftovers as, as I think most people are traditionally used to. So, I'm over here just, you know, scrounging on uh, turkey and stuffing sandwiches right now. I totally agree. How long can you go with with uh, Thanksgiving leftovers? Because frankly, I'm pretty like as long as they're around, I'm able to eat them like days at a time. I know a couple of yeah. people that don't that aren't really leftovers type people. So it's kind of like the main dish, maybe a next run the next morning because it's like a unique type dish we do once a year. But otherwise, they kind of give up on it, bro. I'm eating pie for breakfast and yeah, you know, mashed potatoes for breakfast for weeks. Dude. I'm all about it. Yeah, we uh, dude. So what we do here, like, yeah, we'll we'll have like a traditional, you know, the the Thanksgiving traditional foods for a few days, and then we'll turn the. So we, I know, I know, this is kind of the controversy. Are you a dark meat person or a white meat person? In my family, um, we we have like one or two people that are dark meat people, but we end up having a lot of dark meat left over. So, you know, we traditionally eat the white meat. We turn the dark meat into turkey pies. And so we'll Love do it. that for like, we'll do that for like another week and a half. And like, you know, that's my favorite food in the world is the turkey pie. So give me that all day. Explain to me really quick, a turkey pie, is it literally what it sounds like? Turkey inside of a crust? Yeah, exactly. And then you kind of fill it with vegetables and gravy and it just becomes like a separate side Thanksgiving, like leftover meal that's just delicious. That's awesome. So it's basically like a, you know, like like chicken a pot pie, chicken pot pie. Exactly. But with a, turkey. Giant, a giant turkey <laughs> pot pie. Exactly. Yep. Dude, that's, that it's sounds phenomenal. Delicious. It's fantastic. Yes. Awesome, man. That's great. Well, before we get going, I also want to give uh, another shout out to our main man, Lucas. Two reasons. First of all, super, super duper grateful for my man. Lucas uh, jumped on the pod uh, just right before the season last year. He and I uh, 
kind of caught our grips about halfway through. Um, and he has been just a humongous uh, part of what we do here with the brand and the research and, and development and everything else. Also uh, celebrating his 21st birthday um, today, which is very, uh, very special time. So um, I know he's been looking forward to this for a real long time. He's been uh, talking to me about it for a long time. So Lucas, uh, we appreciate you, brother, and uh, happy 21st birthday, my man. Welcome. Welcome to the Cool Kids Club. And the cool thing is for the younger listeners out there, um, you know, everybody looks forward to the 21st birthday, but that, you know, once you're 21, you're 21 forever. So you only have, you only have to do it one time and, uh, and, and you're ready to go. So appreciate Lucas and, of course, the rest of the crews here with TCK and Commission. It's been an excellent relationship and we're going to keep expanding and growing on that as well. And uh, we'll put out a little teaser. We are going to drop you as a group. We're going to drop you a playoff primer uh, coming up in the next week or so to get you ready for your playoffs and uh, go through schedules. And we will revisit our strength of schedule tool that we brought up a couple weeks ago on our 300th episode. So stay tuned for that. All right, Chris, we got to get into our uh, TCK recap, listener league recap of week 11 and preview of week 12. Are you ready to go, man? We got a handful of these games that are already dealt with. Of course, we had uh, the Houston Texans, Detroit Lions, Washington football team and Dallas Cowboys play on Thanksgiving. Pittsburgh, if you haven't heard yet, the saga throughout the weekend, if you just turned off football for a couple of days, I don't blame you. But we have the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens originally supposed to play on Thanksgiving. It was moved to Sunday afternoon. Then it was moved to Monday. And then we moved it to Tuesday. So as of right now, we're playing Tuesday with that game. But there's more tests coming out of Pittsburgh. There's been a number of tests already. Lamar Jackson, J.K. Dobbins, Mark Ingram, some defensive players out of Baltimore. We're in serious jeopardy of losing this game altogether. And, Chris, before we get into this, I know you're the commish podcast but you're the commission of many leagues. I've been going back and forth. I've been getting hit, hit up by my league mates about this game in particular and just kind of in general. We're losing Adam Thielen this week. Uh, I'm going to go over a number of other guys. Jonathan Taylor went down uh, due to COVID for this week, which we'll get into, but like minutes before we jumped on the podcast, it just seems to start unraveling right now. Are you making any adjustments at this point of the season? Are you adding IR spots? Are you um, – doing alternate plays where, Hey, I'm going to play, you know, James Connor, uh, but I'm going to play Brian Hill instead. But if James Connor plays, I want his points versus Brian Hill, whatever happens, yada, yada. There's a number of things going on. I'm, my head is spinning with, with the decisions to be made as a commissioner. Yeah. Um, I don't really want to put my foot down and be like, this is what I want to do. It's always a democracy as far as like how these leagues go, but you can't please everybody. And it's just an absolute shit show, man. What are you doing in general right now? Um, and maybe what's maybe a word of advice or two um, suggestion that you might give other commissioners of leagues listening in, into ours with what we have going on right now, as we uh, get ready for the fantasy playoffs. Yeah, it's a uh, dude. It's definitely a tricky situation, especially so late in the year, because I, I think, I think what's the the most fresh, I would say, yeah, I'd call it frustrating part, which is I think maybe the appropriate word right now is that we just don't have the information and it's unlikely that we're going to get information as we roll into Sunday. Right. So like as of now, the game's on Tuesday, but it might not actually be played on Tuesday. So we don't actually know what's going to happen with this game. And if it gets pushed, well, when does it get pushed? Is it is there going to be like a week 18 because the NFL hasn't come out and actually specifically said that that's going to be a thing uh, or not? Like, we don't know what the schedules are going to be like. So and and then, you know, does the game just get you know pushed all together? So I would if I'm a fantasy manager, I'm going to pretend like this game is not happening. That's 
and I know we did this once before, I believe, with the Tennessee game, right? And they yeah, think Tennessee and Pittsburgh it. in week three. Yep. Yeah, and they ended up playing it on that Tuesday. And so dudes, you know, probably didn't have spots for guys like Derrick Henry or, you know, James Conner already once before. And those guys ended up playing. And, you know, you probably lost the week of a guy that performed fairly well. Look, I, I just don't see this. I don't see a scenario where um, it's 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 worth the risk at this point in your year. Look, if you're on the cusp of the playoffs and you're like 10th place and you need to send it, then go for it. But like, if you're already in the playoffs and like, you know, you're just trying to hang on to, to that spot, and you can you can afford to play, you know, a safe floor player. I would say go that route. As a commissioner, you know, listen to your league, but just kind of implement the, the standard rules you've already been implementing for COVID nineteen. I wouldn't I wouldn't change things now. At this point, you're going to frustrate guys that are up top. You're going to frustrate guys that are at the bottom. There's really no right answer. Just listen to them out, and then you know, just uh, already have precedents in you know in place that you've already enacted. So from a league perspective, just just keep doing what you're doing. From a player manager perspective. I'm pretending like this game isn't happening. If it does, then Mazel Tov. I also expect it to be a low-scoring game, so I'm not I'm not too uh, keen on any of the players on either side. To be fair, um, but that's just my own sort of subjective take on the game itself. General rule of thumb in fantasy football is to not change rules um, mid-season. Period. Uh, scoring, roster situations, waivers, yeah. whatever, IR spots. This is clearly everything about 2020 in our personal lives and in fantasy football certainly is not standard protocol. Um, at what point, I think, is what I'm trying to decide of like, I know that's what we're supposed to do, but this is the right thing to do. And the ultimate thing is this is a game. <laughs> Most games have like things on the line, whatever it may be, uh, which are more than bragging rights, and that's fine. But at the end of the day, it's a game. It's something to take our mind off the craziness of the world. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be as fair as possible. And if we're going to lose two teams with, frankly, about nine fantasy players within that game, that's that's what's bugging me. If this was like, I don't know, yeah. uh, I'll make a game up, but, you know, like the, the Jets and Bears or something, and you don't have many fantasy options and like whatever, find a couple spots. But, I mean, the Ravens and Steelers, man, there's like – almost 10, you know, a dozen fantasy options, including the DSTs and kickers even. I mean, it's like nuts, you know, and, and some teams stack up. And if you have three or four of these particular players, like you're losing the whole roster. My issue is you bench all these guys, you don't have IR spots. You don't necessarily have all the fillers. Then we're talking about you having to drop valuable assets to pick up other pieces just to fill in like a fifth receiver spot you would never play because you're not sure that's why I'm kind of like battling. Like, do we add a yeah. fourth, a fifth IR spot for this week and then take it away? You know, do I, do I reach out? Are to you, are you allowing? Or... Yeah. Is, is the, is kind of a, one of the primary questions here. Are you going to allow guys to start those players? And then if the game gets canceled, like allow some kind of point maneuver. Is that <sighs> what you're, is that what you're thinking? I am thinking that, but we are recording this on Saturday. We have through today. I've already, so I'm the commissioner of about five leagues and I've messaged all of those groups and I've said, Hey, and I messaged them up on what, two days ago, I think when we heard about Pittsburgh and Baltimore and I said, Hey, here's the deal. Um, we can vote on it, but as of right now, we're not going to change anything. We're just going to hear what goes on. If this game gets canceled, we'll decide on something. I think if anybody decides to put, so to answer your question, I'm staying as is. Um, I'm not adding extra yeah. IR spot. First of all, I'm, if I'm mm -hmm. the commissioner league, I've added 
at the beginning of the season, all of the leagues I commission have three IR spots and all of those are open to COVID players as well. So I've, I've like added, you know, most, most before this season, most had one IR spot, maybe two. I've put three in each league and those are open to COVID players. So you have some wiggle room there to drop them out, drop a player, move a couple of guys in. So you should have a little bit of, of wiggle room. Um, I would recommend if anybody's listening and they do come out and they decide that they're going to do the like, Hey, I'm going to play this guy. But if this guy plays, I want his points, whatever my situation on that is you either decide it's whichever play has the most points and you take that, or you say, if Brian Hill starts because Todd Gurley's out, which we'll talk about if Brian Hill starts, I'm going to play him because I don't know if James, James Connor is going to play. So Brian Hill goes out, puts up, let's say, you know, 15 points. James Conner doesn't play, you get those points automatically. If James Conner plays and gets 19 points, then you get James Conner's because he got more, or you get, you know, Brian Hill because he's the one that started, and right. that's, that's what it is. So you're going to yeah. have to make a decision and stick with it before Sunday. Do not let Sunday start without getting to a resolution with your league, or it's going to be an absolute shit show. Um, anyway, I know it's a huge digression here before we get into the episode, but it's going to be a kind of a quicker one informationally because – a lot of these players are already out um, this week because of those four games that happened on Thursday. But uh, I just want to run it by you because you are the commission <laughs> podcast. You and I yeah. have talked a lot kind of off record mm-hmm. about commission stuff and, and mm-hmm. have run things by each other over the last two years. And I always value your opinion, of course. And um, I'm just like struggling to, because usually I'm kind of like, eh, this makes sense. You're like, yeah, why not? You know, like, that's cool. But this is getting weird, dude. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It is. Our, our home league is typically, you know, I'll, I'll kind of use our home league as the precedent and we can, yeah, obviously we'll move on here, but um, just to kind of uh, t- touch on this last point, our home league is typically uh, the, you know, in, in quotations, the suck it up league, just you, you got to suck it up. And so I think a lot of leagues will understand if you just keep the precedent, you, we, you know, we kind of set forth in week three, I think that's a good place to start. And then just, you know, go from there again, I'm, I'm, I'm a big believer of personal responsibility when you manage your team. So if something isn't mm-hmm. going quite right, dude, you know, you know, do all the necessary research and prep beforehand, even reach out oh. to your commissioners. It's okay to reach out to them and ask them what the deal is, but just live with, live with the answers as they come and, you know, set the best lineup you can. That's it. Like after that, you know, don't cry. That's it's my biggest thing. Just don't cry after things are done. I totally agree. All right, buddy. Let's get into it here then, man. We got the week 11 recap of the TCK Pod Listener League. We only have two weeks left, week 12 this week, week 13 next week. A reminder to everybody in the TCK Listener League. I know I've said it almost every single episode we do this, but a reminder that the bottom four of the bottom four that finished 9, 10, 11, and 12 in regular standings before the playoffs after week 13, the bottom four of the veteran league which we'll go over in the second half, uh, will fall down to the rookie league. And the top four, one, two, three, four placers in the rookie league will jump up to the veteran league for 2021. And the rest of the rookie league will be rinsed out to open up room for people next year. Um, and then we will mix up the veteran league as well. So interested about that. I know we got a couple of, couple of our teams on the cusp, so let's get into it, Chris. Week 11 here, let me recap these scores really quickly, and then we'll jump into the rookie league first. Dweez, Dweez Nuts holding it down at the number one spot in the rookie league. Nine and two, a big win over Sack Attack, 146 to 112. Weston finally gets a W. He started, I think, three or four and O, but he slid about five or six in a row. Gets a win over Wagon, 115 to 56. Five and six for Weston, four and seven for Wagon. 
Megatron falls to Josh. Josh stays hot at eight and three, 171 over Megatron at 99. Mamba and Jake Hare have a really close matchup. Jake Hare stays up there with Josh in second place, eight and three, 115 to 112 over Mamba. Real close game there, but Jake Hare pulls it out. B Funk with a big win over Ulysses, both at six and five now, three, uh, 139 to 127. And Wolfpack gets the dub over Shep. Shep got the win last week. Uh, but falls this week, 119 to 112 to Wolfpack. Let's go down to the current standings. Dweez again up at the top. Josh and Jake Hare at eight and three in second. Ulysses, Wolfpack, B Funk in third at six and five. Weston and Megatron in fourth. And so far, safe at five and six. And then the four teams uh, in, in jeopardy here um, will be. Uh, Mamba, Sack Attack, Wagon, and Shep. And if Megatron and Weston don't get those dubs, they could be in trouble too. All right, let's get into the Week 12 matchups here and see if we can help with some roster decisions, Chris. With everything going on that we just talked about, I know there's going to be a lot to discuss here and help people out because some of these decisions just came on before we got in. So let's go with Dweez Nuts first, going up against Wagon. Again, Dweez 9-2, and two, Wagon at 4-7. and seven. Wagon does get 30 points total from Adrian Peterson, 17 and a half, and Logan Thomas, 13 plus Dweez is rolling out Kyler Murray, Kalen Balazs, assuming he plays James Robinson, Cooper cup, Justin Jefferson, Travis Kelsey, Travis Fulgham and Derek Carr. Yeah. So I think I'm pretty sure Balazs is out or yeah, he still has the, he he has the cue on sleepers. That's why I say that, but it's not looking good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then, um, all right. So that's the, I think that's the big question mark on the team. And then the other question mark on the team is, and it's not, I don't even know. I don't know if it's his fault or not, but Fulgham has just absolutely disappeared from the Eagles offense. I was watching a little bit of film um, and then listening to, to some NFL network analysis on this and the offensive line. I mean, we already knew this, but the offensive line is just awful. Like they're just so bad. And it's not even the offensive line. It's like the blocking tight ends as well. Like nobody is blocking for Carson Wentz. And I understand it looks like Carson Wentz is, is a bad quarterback based on his stats but damn that line is just awful it's just that i don't know there's no other way to say it and it's it's really hurting the production on um on the eagles and so fulgham is the only question mark i have on that on that lineup i totally agree he was your start of the week last week we talked about that you know things so bad (laughs) yeah things happen no big deal so bad um and honestly to add injury to insult there for the eagles lane johnson their all pro borderline hall of famer um who's been there forever is uh, he's done for the year. Basically his ankle collapsed yep. on him essentially is what they said, which is disgusting and very painful. I'm sure. Also, of course, they've been out with, they've been with without Zach Ertz most of the season, Dallas Carter as well. And everyone thinks of these pass catching tight ends as pass catchers only, but what makes some of these guys so special Gronkowski, Kelsey, uh, you know, Kittle, uh, these other guys is that they're great blockers as well. So when they run the ball, that's a huge asset to have. And they've just been in and out. Richard Rogers is not that guy. Um, so it's been very difficult. I agree. Quick note on Fulgham. Cause I've been going back and forth in all my leagues. Cause I was able to pick him up and he was great for about four weeks, but struggling. So after 13, 10, 11 targets in week five, six, and seven, when he really broke out, he's had seven, five and seven, but he's had six receptions before the buy after the buy in two games, he's gone five targets and one reception for eight yards, seven targets for one reception and eight yards. Both of those in plus matchups at the Giants and at the 
uh, Browns. They did have bad weather in both of those games. So maybe at home versus Seattle in primetime, he's able to get a couple. But honestly, if I have other options, I am um, looking to go elsewhere from Fulgham personally. So I, I uh, a little yeah. bit worried about it. I actually would lean Jalen Rager at this point. Okay, let's move over to Team Wagon. We got Matt Ryan, Josh Jacobs, Adrian Peterson already went, Mike Williams, Devontae Parker, Logan Thomas went. Uh, Marquise Brown, here we go. Here's the first Raven. Uh, so Marquise yeah. Brown in the lineup as of right now and T Higgins with the new quarterback. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I was waiting to see, uh, yeah, the, the, the last wide receiver there, the T Higgins. So Josh actually has, uh, from the commission pod actually has both, uh, Higgins and Boyd as the sits for the week. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's very, very questionable. I don't, you know, what are you going to do? It's, it's, uh, Brandon Allen as their quarterback. So very tough to say what that's going to end up looking like. I don't know what, what does the bench look like? Well, I am looking here. He does have Josh Allen available, which is you're going to put him in your super flex. I know that. And then yep. I think you'll have to, and then it's going to be between T Higgins and LaVisca Chenault for um, that flex position. Mm-hmm. If Mark, I would honestly, and Chris, you and I have been talking about this. If it were my team, I would take, first of all, I don't trust Marquise Brown anyway. That's just me. And against Pittsburgh. Secondly, I don't trust this game. So I would take Marquise Brown out of my lineup period. And I would put, T Higgins or LaVisca Chenault in that flex. Yeah. Personally with your boy, DJ Chark out. Um, I think I'm going to put LaVisca Chenault over T Higgins. Worth a shot. It is man. And T Higgins has been absolutely incredible, but uh, I'm not sure that Brandon Allen's going to be uh 40% of Joe Burrow. Yeah. So I'm worried about that. You might, I mean, you might see Ryan Finley in the second half. Like we, just, we have <laughs> no idea what this, what this game's going to produce. So, yep. I totally agree. So, okay, let's take uh, let's take Marquise Brown out potentially and then put in one of those other guys there. And, of course, you got Josh Allen, too, who uh, will help you there. All right, let's get into uh, Josh, the commish representative, going up against Mamba. Josh, eight and three, Mamba, four and seven. Josh has James Conner here. We're going to have to talk about that. He already had Brandon Cooks go for 13 and a half. He's also got Ryan Tannehill, Alvin Kamara, Keenan Allen, Dallas Goddard, Robert Woods, and Justin Herbert. Yeah, I mean, obviously a good team. I think that's why he's, you know, at the top of the pack here. Um, the Herbert, you know, I think Goddard's going to have a nice game. We talked about Ertz not being there for the Eagles. He's looks like their only weapon at the moment. Um, and obviously it's because they have a lot of sets for tight ends already built out and planned out. So, uh, yeah, overall good good situation. I just think the, the James Conner question mark will be the thing that Josh will need to figure out. And he's got basically his only running back on the bench is Alexander Madison, backup. Uh, for the Vikings, of course, uh, Jonathan Taylor is his other running back, but he is out due to COVID as yeah. well. So Josh is going to have to make some last minute moves there. All right. Mamba at four and seven has 55 points already from Deshaun Watson, a great game for touchdowns against the lions and Terry McLaurin was 16 points. He's also got Derek Henry, Deandre Swift, uh, who was out and didn't play. And he hit me up about that. Didn't make the move in time. So he got a zero there. Um, De- uh, Deontay Johnson, another Pittsburgh Steeler in that game. John o. Smith, Miles Sanders, and Teddy Bridgewater coming back. Yeah, so uh, I, I'm kind of looking around here. Is Teddy B officially back, or is it still Teddy questionable? B, I, Teddy, re- he's fully cleared as far as I know. Okay, all right, fair enough. Yeah, because I'm seeing a Q next to his name, and um, I've read I not recently, but a couple of days ago, I read it was it was kind of game time decision for him. But mm-hmm. yeah, no so, solid lineup. I think I think you know if Teddy B goes, um, you know they have a it looks like a potentially plus matchup in the Vikings. Uh, they're obviously you know it, they've been streaky as far as their defense against the pass, especially, and 
it looks as though DJ Moore has found himself to be DJ Moore again, and who knows what's going to happen. But, you know, I think with Robbie Anderson and Curtis Samuel there, Teddy Bridgewater should be just fine, and I like that that matchup against the uh, the Vikings. Yeah, I agree. And I think uh, as far as a game-time decision, Teddy Bridgewater is um, – they're basically going to have a t- game-time decision to see if he can't go versus the other way around. You know, like Julio Jones is a game right. decision, but they're going to make sure he can go. Right. As of right now, he's like doubtful almost, right? But let's see, can he go early? Okay, Huge difference, sure. Yeah, sure. with Teddy B, it's like, look, dude, he looks fine. Let's just make sure he's ready on game day. And if right. he's not, they'll bail, of course. But as of right now, yeah, he looks he looks good there. Okay, awesome. let's go to let's go on to Megatron and Jay Care. Megatron's got Patrick Mahomes, Gus Edwards, Chris Carson, Tyler Lockett, Julio Jones. Austin Hooper, Christian Kirk, and Big Ben Roethlisberger. Man, a lot of uh, a lot a of lot of cues. Yeah, definitely. I was just gonna say that, dude. Um, obviously, all the he's got a uh, a handful of Ravens Steelers scenario. Like, this is a situation where, like, you know, if I had that team, I'd probably be hitting up my commission, being like, "Yo, what's the deal here?" Because, you know, I might have to switch out my entire roster. And I'm going to assume that he's got bench players either already hurt and and or on buys. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm looking here real quick. So who would she needs to get rid of Gus Edwards potentially? She, sorry. Yeah, no worries. Um, Chris, let's see, Gus Edwards potentially, Chris Carson potentially, Julio Jones potentially, and <laughs> Big Ben. So if we had to do a yeah. full makeover, we're gonna put Philip Rivers yep. in for the super flex for Big Ben. That's an easy one. Um, we're gonna put uh let's see here. We have um, running backs, we have Philip Lindsay uh, is really the only one. So you can swap him up there and hope for the best. Although the New Orleans Saints have been absolutely ridiculous against the run. So they're savages against the run. And mm-hmm. then we have uh, a couple different options at wide receiver here um, and that flex position. So Nelson Aguilar versus Atlanta. I like that one. Corey Davis versus the Colts. Alan Lazard, assuming he plays again versus the Bears. MVS is questionable. And then yep. um, he also had that kind of fumble to essentially lose the game. So I'm not sure Rodgers <laughs> yeah. is excited to pepper him. And then Noah Fant. So I think uh, I would probably go with uh, Nelson Aguilar and Corey Davis personally. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, uh, man, that's a tricky situation. I'm I'm uh, I'm feeling for her. And is she she's the one out in uh, in the UK? Yeah. So yeah, uh, man. Yeah. So so uh, and Megan knows <laughs> what's up. His, I, yeah. yeah, we 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 talk we talk via DM pretty consistently, and um, she reaches out quite often about things, and uh, I know she's listening in. So. Uh, Megan, again, I would, here's, what's weird too, man. Again, this game has moved to 5 PM Eastern standard time in the U S again, with an eight hour different, or I guess it's a five hour difference from Eastern time, you know, for her, I mean, that's like, it's going to be a, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That's going to be tricky. a struggle for her. It's another one o'clock, you know, 2 AM situation that she's going to have to follow up on. It's just hard to to stay with it. So, yeah. Yeah. And I was just going to add to to your point there. The other big cue that she has is Chris Carson. I, again, I have Chris Carson in in our, in our TCK league, I think. And I've not yet been able to play him. And every time, every time I look at his designation, he's literally game time questionable. So Mm -hmm. what do you do with that? I'm not, yeah, I'm not feeling it does sound the last report I read. And I know she read this last week. That's why she left him in and he got a zero. So I can't say this is for sure. But the last thing I read was that he was looking good to go. Now, the problem is, and we all know at this point, Pete Carroll is overly optimistic, which is cool for like team morale, but it's shitty for fantasy. So 
do not believe what he says. Believe the, the, the progress report. And another problem with this is that Gus Edwards and Chris Carson go on Monday and Tuesday night. So she has to make a decision yeah, and then right. <laughs> won't even necessarily know. So again, I would it's just so, kind of, yeah. I would just kind of forfeit depending on where you get on, on Sunday and uh, just start throwing names in there. So at least you get some points, but uh, yeah. tricky situation, take a deep, man. Take a deep breath. Is it Megan? Take a deep breath, Megan. Yeah. <laughs> Do the best yeah. you can. Get all the information as early as possible. Set your lineup and uh, just don't look at it until Wednesday. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's, that's all you can do. <laughs> Let's move move over to Jay Care here. Eight and three. Uh, great uh, season so far. Tied up with Josh in second place, right behind Dewey's. One point nine points from your boy Zeke Elliott. Bro. Yikes. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Yikes. Tom so Brady, Aaron Jones, Zeke Elliott already went. Stefan Diggs, Tyler Boyd, Mark Andrews, Ronald Jones, and Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, so uh, we're gonna do a whole episode on Zeke with the Kamish boys, and uh, tonight we're gonna watch it tomorrow before the uh, before the Sunday games and our starts and sits. But I got some venting to do. So anybody that wants to hear me vent about Zeke, I won't do it on the, on the TCK pod. Go check us out over at the Kamish pod, and I'll you'll gladly hear me talk about Zeke. Uh, the rest of the lineup, um, the uh, dude, I, this is a tricky one, right? Because um, where we, where we thought you know Rojo is gonna start to you know come into form. And, you know, right on cue, Bruce Arian switches everything up on us. So um, we'll see what kind of Rojo we get this week and, uh, you know, and, and see how this is going to affect the team. But he's obviously got him in a, in a starting running back role. So it's crazy that, you know, um, he's also got Mark Andrews, which, of course, again, Steeler Raven, yep. you got to pay attention to that. But, um, right. you know, Leonard Fournette played most of the rest of that game. And at any point they get behind and they're passing the ball, Rojo's off the off the field. Yeah. And they just ditch right. the run. Like it's, it's just, it's wild and it's not going to work. I mean, Tom Brady cannot have, he looks fine when he's in control. That's, you know, I think he's that type of quarterback. Like if he's playing with the lead and able to make decisions, throw five yard passes all over the field and dink and dunk and run the ball and rook off play action. He's the best ever at that, but he's not a down by 10 points, you know, Bruce Arians gunslinger type quarterback. Like it works. Yeah, at least this part is just, career. Totally. Yeah. I agree. And um, it's just w- working without a run game, um, you know, just at least, pe- you know, work- now to his defense, you know, he's played some pretty tough matchups and last week, the Rams and the saints last couple of weeks have been, you know, fantastic, but um, it's going to be interesting to see what they do in Tampa. Right, let's move on to Ulysses and Wolfpack, both at six and five. Ulysses gets a big game from Will Fuller, 35 points there. Also has Aaron Jones, Dalvin Cook, Leonard Fournette, the other side of that Bucks backfield. Devontae Adams, a full go against Chicago. Evan Ingram, uh, Jamison Crowder, who should get more work with Sam Darnold uh, becoming the starter again for the Jets, and Baker Mayfield. Yeah, um, I don't really know where to start with this team. Uh, could Let's be see. a good team. I think Baker's, but yeah, I don't. Like, yeah, go ahead, Sky. Well, he's, he's he's just top heavy. I mean, Rodgers. Uh, right, Rogers, exactly. Dalvin Cook, um, and Devonta Adams, obviously top in their respective positions, and he's already got Will Fuller for thirty-five, so he's looking real good. My sure. only question marks are going to be that superflex position. This is interesting. So he has stacked quarterbacks in superflex league, which is smart, and he has Baker Mayfield in or Kirk Cousins versus Carolina or Carson Wentz versus Seattle. Now Jacksonville is a pathetic mm-hmm. defense, but it could be raining in Florida. Kirk Cousins hit or miss, of course, and actually that Carolina secondary is pretty decent. And then Kirk, or you know Carson Wentz, we just talked about going up against you know on paper the worst 
secondary for opposing uh, quarterbacks in Seattle, but right. m- playing much better with Jamal Adams back the last couple of weeks. Would you go with Baker, Cousins, or Wentz? Yeah, I'd, pro- I'd probably go with Cousins. Uh, I'm not in love with the Panthers' defense, although they're, they're not terrible, but I just like I like the way that – I just like Dalvin Cook. I think he makes the difference on that team. And whenever you have a you know a premier running back like Dalvin Cook that has pass catching ability, it provides a little bit of safety net. Kirk Cousins started off the game slow, I believe it was last week, and then came back and had like a really great game. So he has that opportunity to you know even if he does have a kind of a bad game, he has the upside and has a bit of a floor. Whereas like Baker, we've seen his floor and it's awful. So I don't even know that I necessarily like it. I know the Jaguars are just absolutely garbage, but I really don't think Baker Mayfield's a good quarterback. So I'll just leave it there. How much concern do you have that Adam Thielen most likely will not play in this game due to COVID? How much does that hurt Kirk Cousins? Because otherwise, they're also without Irv Smith. So basically, they're working with Justin yeah. Jefferson, B.C. Johnson, and Kyle Rudolph. Yeah, so again, not I obviously don't love it when your you know, uh, prototypical sort of you know, number one receiver um, is not on the field. It obviously makes uh, the receiving game a lot easier, or I should say defending the pass a lot easier without Adam Thielen on the field. But no, I, again, I'm just going to say like, I, I like the fact that Dalvin cook is there. And so you might see a change of script where Dalvin cook catches a lot more passes, or you see Alexander Madison catching a lot more passes that opens up some of the playbook for Kyle Rudolph and Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson has been incredible as a rookie. Like I'm very, very impressed with the rookies this season. Like even Michael Pittman, we'll talk about him on the commission pod, but he's been incredible as of late, you know, this, this, this past few weeks. Um, and J- Justin Jefferson, I think is, he kind of reminds me of like a Calvin Ridley. Like mm-hmm. he's going to be a wide receiver one in, in at some point in the next few years, even like he okay. looks great. So this could be an opportunity for Justin Jefferson to shine this, this week. I agree. So move over to Wolfpack here. Shouts out to our boy T strain. Also a member of the commish listener league. So shouts out to our boy there. Uh, six and five and six and five. This is a big, big matchup here for the one of these guys to move on and separate themselves. Jared Goff, Kareem Hunt, Wayne Gallman, Mike Evans, Robbie Anderson, Hunter Henry, Sterling Shepard, and Mike Davis with one last hurrah. Yeah, so good team. A lot of um, a lot of potential upside, but the floors in some of these players, I'm not in love with. Like, I mean, I think you said Mike Evans was on, uh, you know, there, and and um, who are the running backs again? Just to refresh my uh, memory. Cur- yeah, so Goff. Goff, Kareem Hunt, Gallman, Evans, Gallman, Rob, yeah. Robbie Anderson, Hunter Henry, Sterling Shepard, Mike Davis. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. What are your thoughts on Gallman? He seems to be up and down, and I don't really know where to place him. Yeah, I think he's fine. Um, uh, yeah. What's it, What's interesting is he came in. Okay, so he came in last year uh, for one game, and then he got a concussion and went out. But Saquon went down last year as well, as we all remember. Wayne Gallman came in. I think he had like 130 or 50 total yards, two touchdowns, crushed. He had like over 100 or he had like 28 or something fantasy points in that one game. And everyone's like, oh shit, he's basically like Saquon all over again. Awesome. He got a concussion that game or the next game, I think right away. And he was out. So bummer. Then they came back this season. They hi- they bring in Devonta Freeman, which made no sense, but they're bringing Devonta Freeman. He's been hurt because he's old and busted. And we've done that for a couple of years, but it's been shocking to me that they haven't given Wayne Gallman the keys until now when Saquon went down early. So I like Wayne Gallman, frankly. And as your, I mean, what Kareem Hunt and Mike Davis this week, at least are his RB one and two. So your third string running back is Wayne Gallman, who's a starter, who's going to get work. And, you know, as rough as the Giants are overall, they do move the ball. They're going up against Cincinnati, who's horrendous. Um, He gets a lot of ball work as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I like Mm -hmm. Wayne Gallman. He can also catch the ball and 
you know, um, I think he obviously didn't have any um, didn't have any hype because Saquon's there, but Saquon's gone down in the last two years, and Wayne Gallman, when having the opportunity, has actually played quite well. So uh, I'll, I'll stand up for Wayne Gallman. Fair enough. Cool. Yeah. Well, then in that dude, in that case, I mean, you sold me. I'm 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 convinced this team is gonna seem, could, could get the W this week. Your quick thoughts: If he plays Gio Bernard against the Giants, same game. He has Gio on the bench, and he's got Wayne yep. Gallman. I would lean Wayne Gallman just because. Samaj P. Ryan's also there. Travion Williams is there for the uh, Bengals, um, and they and again, third you know third string quarterback. Um, not excited about that. Would you go with Gio Bernard or Wayne Gallman in that situation? Yeah, no, I think the the Wayne Gallman play is absolutely the right move. Um, and just just as a refresher, we you know we talked a little bit about the true strength of schedule. Um, we you know we launched this episode uh, about a couple weeks ago. Uh, from the TCK and the commission team, um, the so the Giants are actually like 13th in true rank uh, in mm-hmm. true ranked strength schedule against the run. So like they're pretty good against the run. And again, I just think the idea that you're going to see Brandon Allen for for the Cincinnati Bengals is not not something I want to touch. Yeah, and he's got a lot of bench firepower here out this week. Uh, maybe coming back though. So again, could have some last minute add-ins here with Raheem Mostert, who could play. Austin Eckler, who could play, and Lamar Jackson's out with COVID, but he's got he's got yeah. that as well. So he does have firepower, but all on the bench. So, you know, overall, Wolfpack is a great team, uh, but he's kind of rolling out his uh, his scrubs this week just to get by. Right. Which, uh, <laughs> we, a lot of us are. All right, let's go on to Shep and sure. B-Funk. Shep at 110, B-Funk at 65. Shep with a big start here. Antonio Gibson, 36.5 fantasy points. Marvin Jones, 11 fantasy points. And Alex Smith with seven. He's also got Cam Newton, Nick Chubb, Michael Thomas, Darren Waller, Juju Schuster. Yeah, so MT coming out of the woodworks last week, finally, wow. and uh, looks like he plays himself nicely in the Taysom Hill's role as opposed to uh, you know Alvin Kamara. So, yeah, good squad. I mean, he's already got the pop off from Antonio Gibson, who just blew up on Thanksgiving, um, and so yeah, uh, you know, no, no complaints there. We could talk about Antonio Gibson another time, but as soon as Antonio Gibson scored. His third touchdown, Eric was blowing me up uh, on my text. He's like, "Don't, <laughs> don't, don't you ever, uh, don't you ever talk badly about uh, Antonio Gibson again?" And I was like, "What? When have I ever talked badly about Antonio Gibson?" And I just had to defend myself. I was like, "Dude, I'm just a, I'm just a JD McKissick truther. I have nothing yeah. against, I have nothing against uh, uh, Antonio Gibson." But of course, uh, in the Commission Listener League, we had just uh, pulled off a trade with uh, Eric, who's your cousin and co-host on your podcast. Um, I gave away Keenan Allen to much to my chagrin, uh, but I got back Mike Davis for a couple of weeks and, um, and uh, Antonio Gibson. So the, the trade is pretty mutual at this point, um, but he was just uh, giving me a hard time. I appreciate that. That's funny. All right. B funk on the other side, Andy Dalton has gone forth 11 points already and CD lamb just six. So tough matchup there uh, for the Cowboys. He's also got Naheem Hines should get a boost again absolutely destroyed the Titans last time they played. And again, Jonathan Taylor out in this one. So Naheem Hines um, could have 20 plus if they use him correctly. Kenyon Drake, Curtis Samuel, uh, your boy, AJ Brown, Rob Gronkowski and Nick Mullins. Your boy, Nick Mullins. Is he, uh, is he officially playing this week or is it going to be Jimmy G? Yeah, I think Nick Mullins is going to play, but either way they're playing the Rams in LA and uh, I just hope we score. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough, dude. Uh, yeah, good squad overall. I think the, uh, you know, the no JT situation, you know, wheels up on Naheem Hines uh, for, you know, maybe, I, I don't know the severity of JT's 
I, I'm assuming he got COVID. It says IR COVID. I'm assuming he got COVID. So yeah, he, te- he tested positive and, and literally that came up about a half hour before you and I jumped yeah. on. So I'll be perfectly honest per this recording. I don't know the whole scoop. I just know that he tested positive and it straight up said he was out for the week. So what we right. know is no matter the severity, he's out this week, at least we need to obviously pay attention moving forward. Yeah. So that, I think that's the thing, right? So the severity of it, and it just sucks that you get this type of news on a Saturday because he could be out for two weeks, two, yep. two, two game Sundays. Right. So um, yeah, so just monitor that, but wheels up on Naheem Hines. And, uh, you know, I think AJ Brown has a much better game this week than he did against the Colts. Look, right. it's funny. I was actually listening to you and Bobby on the other, on the episode in the breakdown with the Colts and the, the, uh, the Titans. Um, I, I thought the analysis was great. I would say this, the only thing I would add is that, you know, AJ Brown dropped the ball, I think it was in the first quarter or right around the second, right around the second quarter. He dropped that ball that, you know, if he catches that ball, he scores a touchdown the game script of that entire game changes. So I don't think that it's going to be necessarily the defensive blowout. And I don't think you, you or Bobby said this, but some people are thinking that the Colts are going to roll in and just destroy the Titans like they did the first time, given, you know, I think it's a little bit of recency bias here and I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's gonna look a lot closer, more so to like the Packers Colts game than the latest Tennessee Colts game. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think um, maybe it was Alex on your podcast. I can't remember you're doing the commission bets. And I think he mentioned something about it's hard to beat an NFL team it twice. You know, yeah. these teams in inner division, they play each other twice a year. It's hard to beat the same team two different times in the NFL. We see it all the time. But when you have two equally competitive games, it's hard because you figure each other out. You work something out differently. Also, I will mention um, DeForest Buckner, who was traded from the 49ers uh, over to the Colts, who's been an incredible, you know, uh, run stuffing lineman and, and pass rusher. Uh, he's out due to COVID as well. So you have a huge cog in your lineup, um, massive individual right. who's not there, uh, yep. which leads <laughs> leads to uh, the Derrick Henry train all day long. Uh, well, that's so I, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Uh, AJ Brown will be fine. Yeah, exactly. And just to add to your point, that's actually one of the things Alex said. He did mention it's tough to beat these teams twice. But specifically, he's like, it's tough to stop Derrick Henry twice. And so, yep. uh, and, they, and the Colts did a great job. They did. But it is difficult to stop Derrick Henry uh, two times in a season. Yep. Tough move for B funk. He goes with, uh, again, those two Cowboys, Andy Dalton and, and uh, CD lamb, unfortunately did not go with Amari Cooper or Duke Johnson on his bench with a combined 40 fantasy points there on uh, Thanksgiving. All right, let's go to sack attack and Weston. And then we will move on to the veteran league sack attack, 17 points from Matt Stafford and JD McKissick. Four and seven. Weston is five and six. Matt Stafford, J.D. McKissick is already gone. He's got also got Chase Edmonds, Chris Godwin, DJ Moore, Eric Ebron. Still has J.K. Dobbins in the lineup. We need to fix that. Obviously, let's uh, help him out there. And D.K. Metcalf. Uh, looking at a quick look, it's going to be James White or Keelan Cole. So, Chris, one more time back at you. Chase Edmonds, Chris Godwin, DJ Moore, Eric Ebron. Uh, let's go with James White and. DK Metcalf. Yeah, good squad. Um, I think obviously DK is gonna have. A, I, I think he's gonna have a great bounce back game. He's got got a plus matchup with the Bills. Um, and the other thing too is that you mentioned he's got JD McKissick, who he already started, who's coming down to earth from mm-hmm. the from the from the twenty nine targets past. in two games. <laughs> yeah, like the, yeah, exactly. It feels more like one hundred twenty nine targets. Right. Uh, I actually, so I don't think he's in a level off though at four. I think he's like averaging like four targets over the past couple of games, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, I actually think he'll get a bump 
actually in that workload in the coming weeks because I think the game script has just favored Antonio Gibson more. So don't fall asleep on J.D. McKissick over the next couple of weeks. I still think that that passing floor is still there for him, um, even though it hasn't necessarily showed it. So, uh, but yeah, the rest of the, the rest of the lineup looks good. You're you're gonna see a bump up in James White. He's dude. He's becoming James White again. I think. I think this oh is it. God. End of the season. I'm ready. I'm ready. You no, know, it's unfortunate that it took a Rex Burkhead injury to get there, but we're here, so it's gonna happen. So start James White. Yeah, absolutely. Um, JD McKissick, really quick. Uh, not getting much. Obviously, Antonio Gibson's becoming that late late season rookie we see every year. Um, you know, Kareem Hunt, Alvin Kamara, Miles Sanders, uh, and Antonio Gibson. Now. Um, now, I will say the next couple of games, Chris, to your point, I agree. They have Pittsburgh coming up next week, not going to be able to run the ball at all. So they'll be probably dumping down all day long to Jenny McKissick. Same thing with the 49ers. Seattle's rush defense has gotten much better. And the Carolina in the championship, that should be a uh, Antonio Gibson golden game there. But yeah. I do think um, there's going to be some more work from Jenny McKissick. So do not drop him. Um, but if you want to go elsewhere for the next couple of games, um, I wouldn't. I would say there. And, and yeah, as far as James White, man, I'm – really looking forward to uh you know over overly pronunciating his last name here anytime soon i've been waiting all season <laughs> sure. and, uh, i'm excited for all it. caps all right all yeah caps. that's right that's right let's go with weston here uh russell wilson um daryl henderson ceh chase claypool deandre hopkins tyler higby game time decision not looking good calvin ridley and tyreek hill yeah good squad i mean uh I think, I think you're right. The only, the only question mark here is the Tyler Higby play. I've actually already removed him from my lineup in another league. It doesn't, I'm guessing he's not going to play. So I think that's the only Same. question mark. And and then, you know, he should be rolling. I will say if you do have Tyler Higby and he does end up out, which I think he will, I would go out and get, um, uh, Oh, the name is, is totally. Gerald Everett. Right now. Thank you very much. I apologize. Gerald Everett. Uh, when one of these guys is in the lineup and the other one isn't, they have both basically exploded. We saw what Tyler Higby la- did last year. And then Lucas and I were just repetitive all summer long about not loving Tyler yeah. Higby because he was getting the opportunity of a lifetime without Gerald Everett out. Look, Gerald Everett mm-hmm. again was the first uh, was the first draft pick of Sean McVay when he took over the team. They want him to succeed. He's very athletic. He's very capable of being what Tyler Higby was last year. They're just kind of eating each other. And with Cup and Woods there and Reynolds – they just don't get enough look when there's both of them. When there's one of them, they do get plenty of work. So if you have Higby uh, and you can put him on your IR spot if he ends up out or whatever, Gerald Everett's probably available in 90% of leagues, I'm going to guess, and I think it would be a great free scoop. Uh, Chris, would you agree with that, or do you just want to maybe fade the Rams uh, with the wide receivers being so awesome? No, I think think he's – look, Gerald Everett at one point was like, was Goff's primary target. And this is like, mm-hmm. you know, a little less than a year ago. Obviously the the ascendance of Tyler uh yeah, Tyler Higby is kind of overshadowed that. But you're right. Like he he actually is a very good productive tight end. He's a big bodied guy and he blocks very well. So uh, if Higby's out, yeah, wheels up on, on Gerald Everett because the you know there's a wasteland of tight ends. You have to start one of them. So you know unless you have Waller, Kelsey, I don't know who knows if Mark Andrews plays like you know, sure. you've already played Hawkinson, most of you. So, you know, you're probably going to, you're yeah. probably going to need a guy. Yeah. You're going to need a guy like, like Gerald Everett. If, if Higby doesn't go, absolutely. Logan Thomas, Dalton Schultz, two other streaming tight ends who have yeah. already played as well. So yeah, you're running out of options. I, I agree there. All right, man, let's jump into the uh, veteran league and we can blast through this one a little bit quicker. Um, we've already talked in length about a lot of these, a lot of these guys here, so we can get through it a little bit quicker. 
we have uh, we have some tight tight situations coming up here that we'll talk about here in just a second with only two weeks left. Quick week eleven recap. I was able to get the dub over Team Nosa for you, one thirty-one to one seventeen. Move into a tie with him at six and five apiece. Um, Hawk Dolliday gets a uh, gets a close narrow victory over Drew Reb, the winner two years ago, one twenty-seven to one twenty-three. Curly gets a big win over the Commish. Yikes! Both teams at five and six, you know, fighting for their roughly TCK, TCK <laughs> Veteran League uh, lives here, one forty-eight to eighty. Lucas gets the dub over Brady for Prez, 145 to 109. Team Pelkey gets upended by uh, D. Stancato, 130 to 70. And Paul uh, loses to Hide and Seek, who remains in first place at um, 8 and 3, 143 to 113. Let's jump into week 12 here. We'll go over my matchup first. I am going up against uh, Drew Reb. Now, he has Jonathan Taylor. I've already looked at his lineup. He has Jonathan Taylor and um, DJ Chark in his lineup right now, but obviously those guys are not playing, so we're going to have to help him out of the spirit of good sportsmanship. I'm more than happy to uh, talk through this with you, Chris, and try to help him set the best lineup because I'm not looking for cheap wins. I want real wins. I want this to be authentic, and hopefully he can set a good lineup and I can still get the W. But I will go through my lineup here. I'll go with my boy Jay Herbs, uh, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Calvin Ridley, Devontae Adams, Logan Thomas put up 13 for me, Michael Pittman, and Ryan Tannehill. You said you were going to talk about Michael Pittman on the commish pod. Could you give me maybe a 15-second version to boost my spirits? Yeah, I mean, if anybody has Michael Thomas' TikTok, the guy is incredible. You should just see it. It's very entertaining. I absolutely think you should start him just on that basis. Uh, no, I think I just think the workload over the past couple of weeks has been um, obviously increasing and he seems to be a go-to target over the middle uh, for Philip Rivers. Um, and it does, you know, and he's looking for him. He's like the first option in, in this offense. And so, you know, he's put up, you know, in the, in the double-digit numbers over the past couple of weeks and, you know, barely hit that mark in week nine against a pretty, you know, stingy Baltimore defense. I don't see how a Tennessee defense um, that's been lackluster for the most part is going to stop uh, you know, the, I think the, the potential offense for, uh, you know, for the Colts, the only thing that I would say, and I'm going to pull you real quickly, this guy, the, the guy's name is escaping me right now, but the, the nickel cornerback from the chargers who got traded to the Titans, Chris Harris, Jr. It, yeah. Is it hit? Was it him that got traded to the, uh, to the Colts? Oh no, no. I mean, I'm sorry. 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 To the Titans. There, there was a, there was a nickel cornerback. I think that got traded to the Titans from the chargers who was, fairly good or is it the other way around i can't remember but i'm pretty sure the titans um shirt up their inside defense against slot receivers and so depending on where michael Pittman plays and this is the point i'm trying to get at depending on where he plays uh he could have a tough night it's the only thing i'm going to say but i do think he my guess is he's actually going to have a much easier night than than anticipated so that, yeah. that's what i think Right. And I'm, um, I'm not saying that he's Keenan Allen by any means, but we saw what uh, Philip Rivers likes to do with his number one receiver, which he did with Keenan Allen for so many years. And that certainly could be Michael Pittman. Okay. Let's jump over to the other side here. Again, Drew Reb has a couple players out. Let's help fill those gaps. The players he has in Kirk Cousins, Josh Jacobs, Tyreek Hill, Jared Cook, Justin Jefferson, and Hunter Henry. Then on the bench, I think he's going to have to go with, um, Gus Edwards in place of Jonathan Taylor yeah. and Stefan Diggs in the case of DJ Chark. 
Um, so honestly, those might end up being upgrades. <laughs> so oh, let me get you. Yeah. Let me get you the roster one more time. Uh, that would be Cousins, Gus Edwards, Josh Jacobs, Stephon Diggs, um, Tyreek Hill, just uh, Jared Cook, excuse me, Justin Jefferson, and Hunter Henry. Yeah, I mean, solid team, assuming Gus Edwards plays. Unfortunately, he doesn't have another option if Gus Edwards doesn't play. So, But he has, um, he does have plenty of IR spots, though, so when he gets to his he lineup, pick I, someone up, I assume he just hasn't done it yet. When he gets to his lineup, um, he could float a couple of those guys down there and pick up a couple waivers. Now, it's not going to be a sexy option, but um, it will be, you know, bodies to, to fill. So Yes, I, yes, yes, exactly. It'll be okay. All right, let's yeah. move on. Uh, any more? Uh, actually, you know, I was going to add one more thing, Sky, because I was just looking up um, what that trade was bef- from earlier. It's yeah, Desmond please. King. Desmond okay. King Desmond King was traded from the Chargers to the Titans uh, in a six-round draft pick, and he is he's actually rated as PFF's best nickelback cornerback. So depending on where Michael Pittman plays, he could have a good night or, or a pretty terrible night because <laughs> Desmond right. King is fairly good. Yeah, he's, good, he's a good And good Pittman's corner. been on the outside with T.Y. Hilton. So there you go and, and struggling and, but he's also been playing the slot quite a bit as well. Um, yeah. yeah. So man, I, I love Michael Pittman, Jonathan Rifkin, our good buddy uh, who comes in to talk about the NFL draft and he's a college expert works with, he worked with Fox news or Fox news. He worked with Fox sports and the PAC 12 network and believe network. He runs a podcast with Ryan leaf, uh, the Ryan leaf. Um, anyway, he uh, he's our kind of college insider um, for TCK and comes on to talk about the NFL draft. And he and I were raving about, Michael Pittman uh, coming out of Arizona state. We're both PAC 12 guys and got to watch him in college. And he's just, I'm really looking forward to a, a long steady career as long as they can get a Definitely. follow-up quarterback there in, in Indianapolis. All right. Hawk Dolliday and Nosa for you. Hawk Dolliday has 10 points from Marvin Jones and 29 points for Nosa for you from Terry McLaurin and Matt Stafford. Hawk Dolliday has Josh Allen, James Robinson, Rojo, Cooper cup, Allen Robinson, Robert Tunyon, Marvin Jones already went and Sam Darnold getting the nod. Yeah. So um, it was funny. Eric and Alex were talking about Allen Robinson and how they're a little bit nervous about Allen Robinson. Terribly nervous. I'm yeah. Terribly nervous. A lot of people are, and I understand why, uh, but I don't know. I, I just, I'm not, I don't love the other options he's got. You know, he already has Alan, Adam Thielen out. He's got Miles Gaskin on the IR. You don't play Josh Reynolds against the, the 49ers. Um, and I, I think he's got the best matchup he has. So, yeah, overall, good team, though. I mean, like, solid. He's got, you know, Robinson, Jones, Cup, Robinson, Allen Robinson, and James Robinson. Um, this sounds yeah, crazy. This sounds crazy. And I'm not sure I would bench Allen Robinson for a guy like Tim Patrick or Keelan Cole. But Tim Patrick, probably not because the Saints have been incredible. Um, but Keelan Cole against a. I don't know. I'm, I'm talking myself it's, into something it, stupid. It's, yeah. It's, it's um, tough to say. I know where you're going though. Dude. It's, it's tough to say. It's tough to say. Um, but no, I, I think, I think Allen Robinson is the right move here. Yeah, me too. They're without Desmond Ward is what I was going to say that the Brown secondary without Desmond, um, uh, Denzel Ward, excuse me, uh, with a calf strain. So Keelan Cole might get some work, but again, they're working with the third string um, as well there. So I'm, I'm not, you know, Mike Glennon, whatever. I'm not excited about that, but man, Allen Robinson, this guy can get a quarterback, dude. He's going to be a top five wide receiver. Um, he's Keenan Allen. I think he's borderline Michael Thomas. I really honestly believe that talent wise. I really believe that um, he just, he gets peppered with targets, but it doesn't matter if the targets are offline. It's, yep. it's unbelievable. Okay. Let's go to Nosa for you here. Taysom Hill 
in the quarterback position where he belongs. Wayne Gallman, Gio Bernard, DeAndre Hopkins, Terry McLaurin's already gone. Travis Kelsey, Sterling Shepard, and Matt Stafford's already gone as well. Uh, yeah, good, good team, great team here. Uh, love the Sterling Shepard play too, by the way. Uh, Sterling Shepard is quietly having another great season when he does play. Uh, I want to go and check out where he kind of falls on the points per game average. I think remember last year we had talked about Sterling Shepard or leading into the season, he was something like 20th on 20th in wide receivers when he did play uh, in points per game. So my guess is he's he's probably quietly around that top 25 mark again when he does play. Love it. Yeah, I mean, he's got a good matchup in Cincinnati. So overall, good uh, good situation here. I agree. Let's get into Curly and Lucas. Lucas has 23 points from Adrian Peterson, 55 yards and two touchdowns from AP. Uh, and then CeeDee Lamb, of course, just five for seven for 21 yards there for uh, the Cowboys. Curly's rocking Aaron Rodgers, CEH, David Montgomery, DK Metcalf, uh, Deontay Johnson, Dallas Goddard, Kenyon Drake, and Jared Goff. Yeah, so good team, obviously. The Deontay Johnson situation is obviously a question mark just with the game itself. Um yeah, man, I think I think it was a good good team. I mean, CEH, David Montgomery, you know, obviously going to see a lot of workload. Um, I don't think I would change anybody out of here. Looks uh, looks pretty solid. He's loaded at running back on the bench. Uh, picked up Mitch Trubisky. He's got Jono Smith as well. So, if you were going to float, I mean, if Deontay Johnson doesn't play for Curly, he's going to have to mm-hmm. put him in the IR spot and then go pick up uh, somebody off of waivers. So it's going to be tough. Obviously, he'll be paying attention, but that will be tough. All right, Lucas is rolling out Daniel Jones, Derrick Henry, DJ Moore, Keenan Allen, Mark Andrews, and Teddy Bridgewater in um, addition to Adrian Peterson and CeeDee Lamb. Yeah, um, so he's not going to – well, he's not going to change any of his his current uh, – roster spots only if Mark Andrews doesn't play, but yeah, I think he's at the best lineup he's got here. Um, solid handcuff. Anybody that had Deandre Swift and <laughs> swapped him out for Adrian Peterson had a nice, had a nice Thursday. You were eating your mashed potatoes and loving that game. So totally. um, yeah, yeah. Overall good, good squad. And I think, you know, I, again, like I said, I think we've seen the ascendance of, uh, of the real DJ Moore here. So I'm, I'm expecting him to have another great game against Minnesota. Likewise. Let's get into Paul and D Stancato. Paul had four points from JD McKissick. Uh, Stankato, big game from Deshaun Watson, of course, and uh, Duke Johnson as well, receiving touchdown there on that beautiful uh, fade route. Paul is going with Patrick Mahomes, Dalvin Cook, Robbie Anderson, Chris Godwin, Hayden Hurst, also questionable with an ankle injury, Juju Schuster, and Cam Newton. Yeah, so it's looking not so great for Hayden Hurst. So I'd probably, you know, uh, I think he's at Jasicki on the bench. It was not a terrible terrible match. I know Jasicki hasn't had like the greatest season, especially he's been, he's been very underwhelming for a lot of those Gusecki truthers, but he might have a decent game against the jets who have not been very good against the tight end. So um, I am pretty sure Hayden Hurst won't play. I agree. I don't think he's looking good either. And look, if Julio Jones and Hayden Hurst don't play and they're without Todd Gurley, then Brian Hill um, and, yeah. and uh, Calvin Ridley should should be going absolutely nuts, although I'm fading Matt Ryan in that case. Okay, let's go to uh, DeSantcato. Watson, again, 39 points. Uh, he has Savon Ahmed in the – he has him as his running back right now, of course. He is out also, so he'll have to turn this out. It's been crazy, man. You and I are doing this episode probably the <laughs> latest we've ever done it, right, just because of Thanksgiving and time range, whatever. We usually do it on Thursdays and Fridays. We're doing it on Saturday. 
half of these guys have lineup changes they still have to make, and it's not their fault. Mm-hmm. First of all, it's been a weird couple of days. Nobody's paying attention to football. I get it. But there's just so many last-minute ins and outs this week. Like, you really need to be on your toes. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, as Robert Woods, Devontae Parker, Evan Ingram, Nelson Aguilar, and Derek Carr. Yeah, so I think the uh, the Ahmed swap will probably be James White, although he does also have Damian Harris on his bench, uh, which isn't terrible. So how would you? Okay, uh, let's. Uh, you're our you're our uh, our Patriot insider. Uh, yeah. Which one would you go with in what should be a quote unquote shootout? And by that I mean the Cardinals probably scoring a shit ton of points. Do you think the Patriots try to run Damian Harris all game to slow them down, or use James White out of the out of the passing game to keep up? Yeah. So this is where everything where I go, like, you know, my traditional Patriots knowledge, I think, I think the game's going to go one way, but then it goes a totally different way. I don't necessarily know that it's going to be like the the shootout we're all expecting. Um, I think something's telling me Bill's going to try to slow this game down and run the shit out of the ball. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't think, I don't think you're going to see the Pats playing a ton of catch up either. Like, I think this is going to be a relatively close game and it's going to be slower than you're expecting like i the thing about the thing about the pages they don't they don't let up a ton of big plays so this shootout like you know uh, you know kylam hale murray's going down the field like to deandre hopkins or whoever like i don't think it's going to happen that way like jc jackson's fairly good i can see him being on christian kirk most of the game i'm assuming stephen gilmore will get deandre hopkins like it's not going to be i think the bloodbath we think it is it's probably gonna be closer to like a 24 21 type of game so mm. So if that's the case, I mean, you're probably going to see a lot of passing work from James White to move the chains, but I do think you're going to see a good dose of Damian Harris as well with some, you know, RPOs from Cam Newton uh, per usual. So yeah, it's tough to say how, how, you know, where the points are going to end up on the, for the Patriots. Fair enough. And uh, how's the weather locally? I know you live just a little bit from, uh, from Foxborough. How's the weather there? Are you going to have any snow, any winds? Is it, is it shitty or is it kind of a, a nice day? If this game was in Arizona, it's a track meet for the Cardinals, no matter who they play. Right. Uh, it's but a, being outside yeah. in the colder weather across the country. Yeah, yeah. It's 55 and beautiful, bro. And it's going to be mm. that way tomorrow. So mm. expect, don't don't expect like this, like New England winter, uh, you know, game, game play here. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be like October weather. Got it. Right on. Yeah. Cool. Let's get into hide and Zeke and then be Pelkey. And then we'll get into your matchup, Chris, to end up the episode here. Uh, 1.9 points. Who's that from? Oh, yep. Zeke Elliott. Uh, who? I don't know who the guy is anymore. He's dead. To also, me. also go with Russell Wilson, Mike Davis, Julio Jones, Tyler Lockett, uh, Darren Waller, Naheem Hines, and Philip Rivers. Also picked up Robert Griffin, the third off the bench. I like to see Smart. that. Smart move, love that. Uh, and it, dude, he's got besides Elliot, he's got a he's got a lineup here that Nuts. these guys get a lot of touches. Like his lineups, he's a lot of balls. Like Tyler Lockett, he's a lot of balls. Waller, he's a lot of balls. Naheem Hines gets a lot of touches. Like a lot of volume here. That's obviously you know, it's heaven for for fantasy. So you know, that, and that's the reason why he's eight and three. It's it's obviously it's built into the uh, the strategy here. Yeah, and, and Zeke Elliott, you know, saw a lot of touches in the last four years. Um, yeah, but, <laughs> fair enough, yeah. You, you know, I mean, uh, you know, 11, 11 touches uh, in a rivalry game, not going to get it done. Yeah, and Russell Wilson could go for 50 any, any given week. Dude, his bench is a starting lineup. So Robert yeah, Griffin is, is strictly a Lamar Jackson fill, but he's got Christian McCaffrey waiting to come back. James Conner, oh, by the way, I just got a note that James Conner is out. I'm seeing it right now. James yeah. Conner's out 
So make sure you fill that in. So whether they play this game or not, James Conner specifically is out of this game. Go get Benny Snell immediately. Um, you have uh, Boston Scott, Christian Kirk, and Chase Claypool. He also has Zach Ertz on IR. So his his bench is a starting roster for uh, pretty much anybody. Pretty incredible. All right, let's go to uh, Pelkey over here. He's got Tua, who is doubtful at this point. Looks like it might be uh, Fitzmagic time again in Miami. So he'll make that switch. He's also got Alvin Kamara, Aaron Jones, Mike Evans, Jerry Judy, not looking good either. Uh, Rob Gronkowski, Emmanuel Sanders, and Baker Mayfield. Let's look at this lineup really quick here. If Tua is out, he has um, Nick Mullins uh, as his backup um, to potentially fill in there. Yeah, so it looks as though, and I'm going to say this as well, he needs to get Sony Michelle out of his IR spot because he is activated, which means he's likely either going to drop Sony or drop Des Bryant is my guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but he can't keep Sony in there for the one o'clock games because then he won't be able to make any moves outside of that. I've tried doing that mm-hmm. before in sleeper, but mm-hmm. they'll lock your lineup. And so, um, now, so now you, would you, sorry to cut you off just the, the strategy. Will you wait until tomorrow morning when Tua potentially is out and put Tua in your IR and then move Sony out? That we don't have to so, drop anybody. Yeah. So I actually have, so I was watching NFL Network just before we got onto this pod and I heard two is out completely. So okay, he, okay. he's, yeah, he's not expected to play. So my guess is that the Nick Mullins play will end up being the, the spot here. So okay. yeah, so that's probably what's going to end up happening. And yeah, I agree. Jerry Judy needs to come out and uh, I don't know. Who do you flex here? Yeah. Yes. Leonard Fournette, maybe. Yeah. I mean, he's going to get work at least. Yeah, I mean, uh, you move Emmanuel Sanders into the wide receiver spot and then flex, flex Fournette. Maybe it's really difficult. Yeah, not not a ton of great options here on the bench. Although, you know, I'm hoping Pelkey pulls this off because we want Hyden Zeke to lose. <laughs> yes, we do. All right, let's get into Brady for Prez and the Commish FFP to round out the podcast here. This is a big game, big game for both of you. Let's get into Brady Huge. first. He's got 50 points from Antonio Gibson. Yikes. And also another 13 and a half from uh, Brandon Cooks. You had a nice uh, day on Thursday as well, though. We'll get into that in just a second. All right, so Brady for Perez going with Kyler Murray, Antonio Gibson went, Carlos Hyde uh, going against Philadelphia as of now. Chris Carson, we'll see what happens there. Uh, Darius Slayton, um, Antonio Brown, Eric Ebron, Brandon Cooks, and Big Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, so I didn't realize my opponent is also in a conundrum for this uh, for this Tuesday game. So I wouldn't be, yeah. uh, you know, hey, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fight, I'm not gonna fight the 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 power of nature, right? So this game doesn't get going. That's hey, fine whatever happens, happens. You know, whatever happens, happens. That's what I'm saying. I don't, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to make things more difficult for everyone. So you know, we'll just we'll just play it how it plays. So yeah, no, I mean, uh, you know, other other than that, uh, like the fact that he sat Amari Cooper, that that helps my life. Yeah, I will say um, he does have Big Ben in his super flex spot which helps him uh, and, you know, just a, a note to Brady. And I know that um, he would know this, so I'm not, I don't feel like I'm ratting you out, Chris, but basically I think that's the strategy here is if Ben plays, he's your quarterback. He fits there anyway, no problem. Yeah. If he doesn't um, and you hear that maybe Sunday, maybe Monday, and you can maybe pick somebody up in that Monday night game just to throw a body in there mm-hmm. um, might be helpful. But again, you're going to miss all the Sunday action maybe before we know about this game. So could be very tricky um and again dropping a quarterback is tough dude um yeah big ben's gonna put up 20 plus and it's gonna be hard to find anybody else to put that up all right chris let's get into yours and we'll get out of here 49 points total 
from Will Fuller with 35 and TJ Hawkinson with 14. Nice matchups there. You also have your boy, your boy TB12, Miles Sanders, Chris Carson, assuming he goes, uh, AJ Brown, Michael Thomas, and Matt Ryan as of now. Uh, question to you right off the bat, Julio sits. What are you doing with your super flex position? Uh, dude, I never thought in my wildest imaginations that I'd have two former MVPs on my team. And in at, at any point in the year, they put up negative points between the two of them. Like this is fucking wild. Like Matt Ryan put up negative points last week for me. So that's the reason why my blowout was as bad as it was. So, I mean, not, not that we were going to win the week anyways, but it's just tough to see, you know, two, two quarterbacks in high power, quote unquote, high power offenses put up negative points for you. So just, just tough. Um, I'd probably put up Cole Beasley if, uh, if, you know, worst case scenario, I actually want to, I want to somehow get Cole Beasley into my lineup, but I can't because I have AJ Brown and I have Michael Thomas. So, um, but the reason I'm saying this is because Cole Beasley does have a plus matchup, especially with John Brown out against the Seattle Seahawks. And he, I believe put up a, shit ton of points last game so Cole Beasley is uh, about as good as any flex start you're going to have in the league and unfortunately I have to sit him because I have Michael Thomas and AJ Brown who I can't sit so that's the unfortunate situation for me bro you might see me put in some Frank Gore uh, you know in replace in, in replace of Chris Carson this week so that's kind of the squad I'm rolling uh, I'm, I'm rolling with uh, well, Lucas got a got a win with Joe Flacco recently, so uh, get me a W with uh, with Frank anything, Gore against Miami. possible. Yeah, <laughs> um, I want to slow you down just a little bit on Cole Beasley this week. You know that I love my man Beasles as much as you do. Again, I, I tout this as much as I can. The best rapper in the NFL, easily. My issue is, and I brought up Chris Harris Jr. Uh, on accident earlier. Sure. When we were talking about Tennessee, wrong team. My bad. He is with the Chargers now. He was with the Broncos. And honestly, Chris Carson or Chris Carson, Chris Harris Jr. shut down Keenan Allen annually, right? Out of the slot. Right. He's the only player to basically slow down Keenan Allen. He goes to the Chargers. He gets hurt in week three. He's been out since he comes back. He plays the slot specifically, sold as Cole Beasley. I agree. Should have more looks because of uh, John Brown being out, but I think it's going to be Stephon Diggs um, and maybe even, you know, Gabriel out there who's been playing great, Gabriel Davis. Sure. Uh, yeah. So, Look, if you, if you needed a player, you can fit him in somewhere, which I think you're kind of stuck without Cole Beasley. Um, yeah. Although you could throw him in your super flex. Here's what I would do. If Julio's out, I would put Cole Beasley as my super flex personally in your lineup. And then I would save right. Frank Gore to see if Chris Carson's out as well Monday night. But again, you have to play Frank yeah. Gore early and you don't know that. So, man, it's a tough, tough week, dude. But, but best <laughs> of luck. Let's get into these uh, standings really quickly. Um and wrap this up here. I know that you're on the you're on the brink here, so let's let's figure this out. All right, Hyden Zeke up at the top. He's the only one in the league who is locked in a playoff position. So eight and three, Hyden Zeke is safe. The rest of us still technically fighting for our positioning here. So Hawk Dolliday, Lucas are in second place at seven and four. Myself, Brady for Prez, no sir for you in third at six and five. Uh, Paul Curley, D Stancato, and you, Chris, at five and six on the brink there of elimination, and um, Pelkey and Drew Reb uh, a long shot at three and eight. So you're a, a game behind essentially um, where you want to be. And remember, the bottom four teams end up moving down to the rookie league. As of right now, you're in the bottom four. We do have two games to play. I would imagine you have to win at least one of those games to be safe. And, uh, you know, obviously to win out would be the best for you. So Best of luck, man. Um, and I'm right behind you. You know, anything could happen, certainly. Yeah. Any game ahead. So we'll see what happens. But um, 
Looking forward to it. It's going to be a great week. This has been a, a you know kind of a longer episode with everything going on, but I want to talk through a lot of things with you and, and figure it out because there's a lot of roster decisions to be made. I need some backup when I talk about the commission stuff, and uh, always appreciate your uh, your opinion there. So I'm always so been. glad that you had a had a wonderful Thanksgiving um, with your family, and um, again, super grateful for you and and um, and and your boys and and the commission crew. And I listen to the podcast every single day and learn a lot from you guys and always appreciate your contributions. So thank you so much to you and your team for what you do for TCK pod and obviously the personal relationship and um, looking forward to get back in on, on your pod here real soon and um, wishing you the best in week 12, man, let's get those W's so we can be safe in the playoffs at least. Appreciate it. But yeah, no, for sure. Uh, Again, you know, in the spirit of Thanksgiving, obviously always appreciate, you know, having you guys on and vice versa. Um, appreciated this this relationship we've cultivated but dude also definitely the you know, the fantasy community in general has been been awesome mm-hmm. to just be a part of and anybody that listens to these sort of like independent podcasts and you know kind of get your news from different areas we appreciate you all just as much as you know you probably appreciate oh, so fantasy. Much, dude. Yeah, yeah you appreciate fantasy football so you know just keep keep plugging in uh you know we're, we're very accessible on social media and you know on our websites whatever it may be um and of course you know anytime you have the opportunity to interact with us definitely please do. Cause you know, we just, we just enjoy it. It's part of, you know, it's part of why we're doing what we're doing. So, you know, thank you to everyone that does uh, contribute and, and does support us. Why don't you make it easy on the listeners here to make sure that they know where to go find all your content? Oh uh, yeah, of course, man. Yeah, definitely. So go check us over at the commission podcasts, the, the commission fantasy football podcast and all your notable platforms. So that's Spotify, Google. Um, and of course, Apple podcasts, Amazon music, if you get it there, Stitcher, wherever. Uh, also go check us, check us out uh, on our social media handles. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at the Commission FFP. And then, of course, on our website, www.thecommissionbrand.com. We also have a weekly newsletter that comes out every Tuesday. It's completely free. All you have to do is put your name and your email address in, and we drop it every morning on Tuesday. Don't you have some Christmas gifts available as well? Bro, we do. We also got a, we got a commission ornament. So if you go, if you do go and uh, check us out on our Instagram page, we'll have it up on our Twitter page soon. But over on our Instagram page, we got the shop bag set up. It's $10 and we have a commission ornament. It's your fantasy football ornament for the season. It's 10 bucks. Go check it. Go check that out. It's also on our website as well. So, um, you know, always in the, you know, the spirit of, spirit of the holidays, go get it, go get yourself a, a nice little tree ornament or somewhere around the house. Love it, man. So uh, very innovative. I love it. Well done. Um, I'm going to have to grab myself a couple as well and appreciate you. All right, man, this is episode 313. You can find the TCK pod, of course, on Instagram at fantasy football underscore TCK pod and on Twitter at TCK underscore pod, all of our rankings and the strength of schedule sheet to help you out with your playoffs and to make the last couple of moves here. If you have a trade deadline with one more day to go, you can go check that out at tckpod.com. Leave us a five-star rating, please. And an honest review. We appreciate that. Chris, it's always a pleasure, man. Best of luck to you guys. Happy belated Thanksgiving. Give my best to uh, the rest of the crew and we'll catch you next week. For Chris Benavides and the entire Kamish Fantasy Football Podcast crew, I'm your host, Sky Guasco. Shouts out to our birthday boy, Lucas Kaser, and we are out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.